Circle Podcast on Hacker Public Radio. In this episode, Arc Camp 11 Post Event Commentary with Alan Pope. <laughs> Hello world, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast on Hacker Public Radio. This is the last of our highlights of last summer's unconference Org Camp 11, held at Farnham Maltings in the south of England. The Full Circle Podcast is the companion to Full Circle Magazine, the independent magazine for the Ubuntu community. Find us at fullcirclemagazine.org forward slash podcast. This show is a post-conference debrief with Alan Pope, one of the event organisers and friend of the show. Well, we hope he's a friend since he sometimes guest presents with us. So it's now midweek, and I've finally managed to have a catch-up with Mr. Alan Pope. Good evening. Hello. How you doing, Robin? Very good. Very good. Cool. Have you caught up your weekend's exertions? Yeah, I've had a couple of early nights, and <laughs> I think that's fixed everything. I think I'm all right now. Good. You you were looking a little bit rabbit in the headlights down at the pub on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, a couple of late nights, and, you know, I'm getting on a bit, and... Uh, I can't do successive three successive late nights in a row with lots of drinking and then getting up relatively early. And so, I guess the sixty-four thousand kilobyte question is: How do you think Og Camp Eleven went? Um. Well. So the sixty-four kilobyte question is: How do you think Og Camp Eleven went? Well. Oh yes. I guess it depends how you measure it. If you measure how well it went by number of people, then we had about twice as many people this year than last year so we had about 320 or so people this year which is pretty good I, th- I guess because we're further south it's easier for people to get to and we promoted it a lot more and you know we're getting an established name or something or all of those reasons i'm sure people don't come to see me and tony and and laura and mark they come to see all the fantastic speakers as so i think because we announced lots of stuff was happening more people came and it was in a really good venue i, I quite like the venue it seemed to go quite well and we've had positive feedback we've had some negative feedback but not a lot so that's that sounds good so yeah i think it was pretty much a success yeah mm, yeah I, I do as well it's the first old camp that i've been to having missed the previous two well they were a bit out of the way weren't they one first one was in wolverhampton the second one was in liverpool so yes yes and and i could but i could hardly not turn up to this one given that it was practically on my doorstep yes i I would have sent someone round to get you if you didn't turn up (laughs) yeah it it was a a a very good venue worked out much better than i was expecting anyway yeah we we had a bit of trouble getting the place not trouble but you know when we when we first approached them i think they're a bit perplexed as to what an unconference was and how can you not know how many people are coming and what is going to happen you know what are these people coming here for you know these are questions we couldn't actually answer very directly which kind of threw them a bit and how many rooms will you need uh, we think three but you know maybe more maybe less but yeah it all kind of worked out and they even put wi-fi in the week before all the camp uh, ran because they didn't actually have any public Wi-Fi in there. They had a little access point in the reception, but nothing really majorly public. 
and they put that in there and 325 people managed to or however many people had wireless devices managed to use it and didn't fail at all yes we uh, we didn't we didn't that, kill it if you I, measure I was, your conferences by that then that worked yes we we did have quite a few um decent speakers turned up i mean if everybody on the scheduled track in the great hall turned up and did a sterling job and i thought quite a few of our unscheduled speakers all pitched in and we had some quite entertaining sessions out of it who stood out for you anybody in particular the one one of the ones that actually ended up with me giving someone some money at the end of the talk which is is a good measure of whether it was a good talk i think was the nanode uh, ken boat who along with the london hackspace has created this arduino like device called a nanode and it's basically a small computer with a usb port on one end and an ethernet port on the other he had some kits there and he was showing people how to do soldering and selling the kits and the kits were like 20 pounds or something like that so i bought one and uh, i know a few people bought them in fact i think i got the last one although i think a few people got the last one so i think that was some kind of marketing trick <laughs> but yeah it was a good talk to to hear about how you know how they develop this thing and what you can do with it and what other people do with it and uh, yeah it's good fun so what are you planning to do with yours? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> my my daughter's expressed a bit of an interest. She's um she's seven and she she asked me what was in the bag and I, I pointed out all the little components and she was helping me sort them out and she can re- read the resistor color codes really well. So I think that's a job for her as my eyesight seems to be going. Okay. Um, but yeah, might get her with a sold line in her hand and uh, see if she fancies doing a bit of electronics. Other things that were interesting then? Also, we had some exhibition space. There was a couple of exhibitors that really took my eye. One was the guys who've made a rep wrap, these self-replicating printer things that can ah. print 3D items. Was in fact the folks from a company called Empirical Limited who ah. brought the 3D printer down. Ah, Empirical. So there was the, the 3D printer from Empirical, Empirical, which was cool. There was a stand for the FSFE, uh, free software foundation europe they were only able to come on the sunday but it was really handy because i had a friend who's looking for a job in the open source community she's applied for a job for a company and she doesn't really know much about open source and she said to me oh can you tell me all about it and i just turned and looked at this guy from the fsfe and i said ask him he knows all <laughs> about it <laughs> and i think she spent about 20 minutes bending his ear about you know how open source works and stuff and um yeah she came away brilliant it, you know it answered all her questions so it's not just about sitting in a room and being talked at it's about having conversations with people and that kind of stuff and it's those little things that we don't often hear about at old camp mm. the conversations people have in corridors yes had- and there was there was quite a lot of that going on down down in the reception area with the little coffee bar and things yeah those those chairs are very comfy when you sit down you don't want to get up do you <laughs> No, I, I, I think I didn't at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I had a chat with um, Alistair Kurgan, who's he works. I think he works for Red Hat on works on LVM. He's also been looking after most of UK lugs for a very long time. He's been looking at the old Doomsday discs, you know, the old laser discs from yes. ni- 1980, whenever, and been decoding the data on them. And he was going into some detail about the structure of the data on these old school laser discs and that was like super interesting and he he was going to give a schedule he was going to give a talk but unfortunately the schedule was just full up 
So, mm. he, so I I got the benefit of him chatting about this. So maybe maybe we'll get him back next year yeah. to talk about it. That would be really cool. Yeah, because it's uh, it's a data disc, but not a, not as we know it, Jim. Um, yes, it's, it's an analog all, it's data disc. An analog analog data disc with everything kind of jammed in and compressed and interleaved, and you 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 look at the technical spec because. The, that that project has actually been revived as yes. a new website and they've had to decode and translate all of the old data and you look and at the technology now and you go how how did you ever make that work in the first place i know it's amazing isn't it and one of the biggest problems that they had that they didn't really consider back then but is an issue now is that the there's a, a massive copyright problem with the content that's on the disc mm. because there's, there's so much on there that may have been had the copyright signed over to the BBC, but it might have been signed over by little Gillian, who's six years old, who drew a picture, and that's been scanned in and put on the disc. And you know, legally, a six-year-old can't sign over copyright to you yeah. know, stuff. Yeah, whether they'll actually be able to publish the whole thing, I don't know. But it was very interesting to hear about it. Mm. And and coming back to the, the the scheduled track, very entertaining opening session from Simon Phipps, who is <laughs> with his hats. With his hats. I, I was telling people about Tommy Cooper, the sketches that he used <laughs> to do, where he would flip hats um, every couple of lines. As he was doing various jokes, and Simon was doing the the same sort of thing. What what I thought of was quite an entertaining opening speech. It turned out to be a little bit controversial. Not everybody quite saw eye to eye with Simon on some of the things he was saying about what freedom means. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good thing, because if you if you come to Org Camp, it's not not the kind of conference where you expect absolutely everyone to have the same opinion. A bit of debate, a bit of disagreement, uh, some arguments here and there. That's great. That that's a nice fluid community getting together and having a chat uh, yeah. if, if we all i think it would be a bit tedious if everyone turned up and sat there and just gave them a big round of applause and said yes we all fully agree with everything you say you are right i think it'd be a bit boring so yeah, yeah it's nice to mix it up a little bit sometimes mm. and yet the the much anticipated round of arguments that we expected out of the panel discussion didn't quite happen the problem with that was i think they just ran out of time to prep for that so, unfortunately, it just suffered from being kind of thrown together a little bit too quickly. I think if they'd, if they'd had a bit of a chance to prep it, maybe, uh, maybe that would have got a bit better. But um, I think that's something we'll definitely learn for next time. Yeah, it, it wasn't a bad session. It just wasn't quite the the, the sparky thing that we 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 thought we were going to get with with the sure. assembled panel up there. Yeah, there were a few sparks, and there was a bit of uh, a bit of disagreement around you know the area of cloud computing and who owns your data and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I think uh, maybe next time we'll we'll do a bit more planning in that area. It's funny because we've planned so many other parts of the conference and things like you know all the crew were fantastic and they did all of their work and you know we had these screens up showing you what what talks were going on in what room and uh, the wireless was working great and everything else was working so there's something had to give it couldn't it couldn't <laughs> all have worked on day one so yeah the logistical side of it was very impressive i don't think we had any breakdowns during during the, the two days did we Oh, you might not have seen them, but they were there. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had little things like uh, not being able to get video off of an SD card. So I think possibly Simon's talk might not be uh, available for to watch later on video because uh, some mess up with the video cameras. Oh. oh, there was a good one with the the talk scheduling system, Campfire Manager, that's written by John 
Briggs. There were some bugs in that that we were ironing out through the weekend, and Mark kept scrolling away to SSH <laughs> into the box and fix it. Yes, so, I did notice there was a couple of uh, a couple of those went on. Uh, yeah, and and everybody had the information, and we all knew which rooms we were going in, even when they got changed, like like the Dick Turpin Roadshow that shifted room at almost the last minute. Yeah, um, yeah, that happens sometimes. But you know, it keeps everyone on the toes. But and we, all, we all found good, where we where we needed to be. The rooms weren't exactly far apart from each other, were they? Yeah, that's true. Two of them were right next to each other, and the other room was just down a set of stairs and around a corner. You know, mm. if we did it again, I've had a, a number of people who've said to me, "If you do it again, do it there again." Yeah, I, I, I guess the the question is, what next for Og Camp Twelve? Yeah, well. <laughs> The the general the general consensus is we don't even think about it for a a good few weeks yeah. or months after the last one, and luckily that even if we did choose to go back to that venue, August is a really quiet time for them. As long as we can get the sponsors and um, people you know want to come, then we'll do it again. Good. Well, I, I think I've passed on my my congratulations and thanks to as many of the organisers as possible but yeah I've been looking at the various comments that have been collected on Lanyard of uh, various write-ups that people have done and I think they've nearly all been glowing and fulsome in their praise yeah, so good, I think we'll, we'll, we'll consider that uh, a job well done and um, look forward to the next one thank you for that we look forward to the next event yes I've got to go and publish the latest episode of UUPC go to podcast.ubuntu.uk.org <laughs> details <laughs> very good thank you very much <sighs> shall i let you get off lovely to speak to you and you i shall speak to you again soon yes we'll we'll have to have you on for a for a guest appearance because we, we keep thinking about keep thinking about how to liven up the show marvelous all right we'll uh, we'll line something up okay, okay. thanks very much Take care. see you later bye Yo. that was a post-event chat with alan pope following og camp 11 Alan has since joined Canonical as Engineering Manager in Product Strategy, which means he's Engineering Ubuntu for hardware on a variety of devices and platforms. Strategy includes the Shuttleworth plan for Ubuntu on everything. You can find Alan at popey.com blog with the tagline, Don't You Know Who I Am? and in his regular appearances as co-host of the Ubuntu UK podcast. That's at podcast.ubuntu-uk.org. His wiki page is at wiki.ubuntu.com slash Alan Pope. OgCamp is a joint venture organised by those lovely podcasters, the Linux Outlaws and the Ubuntu UK podcast. That about wraps up our highlights of OgCamp 11 on the Full Circle podcast. We'll be on to subjects new in following shows. For now, I'm Robin Catling. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. 
All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.